0: This is the Black Creative Handbook with your host Cassandra Lauren Gordon. This podcast will help to inspire, motivate and give that blueprint the manual for success for people in the creative businesses, for people from the African and Black diaspora to help us just move along, get that bag, and no more starving artist syndrome. No, out the door, co-work with us. Be with us and be successful and get the gems. You might have heard in the podcast or you're gonna hear it soon that this was called the Creative For You podcast, don't worry about that, it's created For You. Let's be successful and be positive. This is Cassandra, Lauren Gordon, your host for the Create For You podcast, and I am here with... Alison. Yay! <laughs> so, Alison,
1: okay, what do you do?
2: So, I, I'm a, a jeweller. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I've got
0: my jewellery brand, and it's called Veiled Rebel. Veiled Rebel. Oh, wow. That's very intriguing. Tell us more.
2: Well... I was looking, I wanted a name and, you know, the easiest thing was actually to set up a business and then it, the difficult part was actually really trying to find a name.
1: Mm. And
2: I just had this brainstorming session one day and I was just putting words on paper I was trying to describe myself and I came up with it and I was just like, yeah, this is it. This encapsulates everything. Like, this is my vision. This is what I want. So of course I just checked to see whether the domains were available, and then I didn't sleep properly for like a couple of nights mm. because I wasn't certain. Just trying to work out, and then it's just like yes, and okay. that's it. Just love it, really. It's just, it's just perfect.
1: Bailed
0: rebel.
2: <laughs> Tap with the bail and the rebel.
1: Come on, give us okay.
2: more. <laughs> you want to look more so Yeah. It's it, it's an elegant rebellion. You know, you've got the raw. Very... Subtle. Yes, yes. It's got. It's not just. It's not
1: just full on. It's just like a. It's got. It's
2: got some rebellious bits, but it's also also got this smoothness as well
0: with it. Yeah. So it seems and like it
2: kind,
0: it kind of kind of just like just a juxta if I can say the word like smooth and the yes. and the Okay. Perfect. Okay. So, Luxury, absolutely. So tell us more about your jewellery journey. How did you become a jeweller? What sparked the interest?
2: Wasn't. but I really, yes, it was just feeding into this creativity, wanting to in control of my own creativity, my own vision, everything that I, I desired and I wanted, I could actually put out there without it being limited, perhaps in the same way as being a stylist and perhaps in, in that way having to get somebody else's opinion or hoping that somebody would actually agree with your vision, you've done your mood boards, but you've got to get other people on board as a designer being in control. And being able to say, Yes, I've done those move boards. That is my vision and that's what I wanted to go with. Sure. And and
0: that's really how it came about. Wow, so it seems like there's a necessity for your designs, because you couldn't find it, but now you know you got you got paved your way, don't you? You have to pave yeah, your way.
1: Definitely, definitely.
0: So tell us more. I know you talk about the values and the ethos of Bailed Rebel, but what does your cause this is listening, how does your you know, how will you describe your pieces like? Physically.
2: Well, uh, I think that they're, they are so edgy. Mm-hmm. I think that's the a real. They're cool. I mean, these are these are words. And these are descriptions that people who have uh, said back to me. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I felt it inside. And obviously, when you've got a brand, you, you describe it. But it's really lovely when you come across people that describe it in a way that you think, yes, like that's it. There's mm. something else that 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 comes back to me um and there's a there's a simplicity of, about the way in which I design as well, which really speaks to something within me, and it's something that i I really love i I do love a certain amount of minimalism
1: mm. in, in
2: the way in which I design, and it's what I see with you know in my mind's eye what it is that I'm attracted to and inspired by. So I feel that, yeah, I mean, it's pretty much, pretty much me, very much me.
0: Understandable. So moving on, um, what's your favorite piece of jewelry that you've made?
2: Well, that's actually a a ring, um, and it's really interesting because I used to receive a lot of jewelry, not so much now. And they tended to be earrings and bangles from family members. Mm. And occasionally I'd have a ring, but I never really wore rings very much. But a ring was the very first silver item that I made. And from then, it's the first thing that I designed. And in fact, with my claw collection, wedding collection, which are based on claws and talons, I designed the rings first and then built the collection around them. So I'd say that my largest claw ring, claw maxi ring, is my favourite piece.
1: Mm.
2: Uh, I always feel really powerful when I'm wearing mm. it. And it's just got a really lovely, sm- sleek and smooth line, but I just sit there sort of tracking it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very tactile jewellery, right? It yeah. It needs to be tactile. And I, just, I think I'll... Oh,
0: Oh, I love you. I do. I, do. I really love you. <laughs> there you go. It's like you made it. It's, you know, it's yours. It's close to the skin. Why don't you stroke yeah. it? Why not? So I was going to say to you as well, it's like, what's your favourite gemstone? Well, do you know what? i as um, committed to learning a bit more about
2: gemstones. I haven't included them in any of the jewelry that I've made so far, but it's something I'm definitely looking um, to do in the future. So mm-hmm. so watch this space. But I would say that at the moment, my favourite are diamonds. And I really love black diamonds. And I think there's a certain sort of like darkness and moodiness that I really think would fit my style. So I think that that's most probably the first, the first stone that I'm going to try and incorporate in some way at, at uh, some point. But I don't want to be able to do it ethically, so I really do. I need to find out a bit more before I Yeah, do it. the
0: supply chain, it just takes a lot of re- research, doesn't it?
2: Yeah. So. so I don't want to, I don't want to do it as yet without knowing all the background and being really sure that, as you say, that, you know, everything is as it should be, because I don't, I don't want to include anything in my pieces that I don't feel sort of go, go with my, my mission and my
1: values. Absolutely.
0: So, you talked about your values, you talk about what you want, um, you know, when the jewellery is worn and how people should feel and how it makes you feel It seems very powerful and elegant. Um, <laughs> but how did you come up with a design concept, like from your mind to paper to metal?
1: Oh, I, I
2: think, well, I, I have done a couple of courses. I can't actually think maybe two or three courses in in terms of jewellery design. Mm -hmm. Because, of course, coming from this other corporate, very logical type of background, then even though I want to be creative, I needed to understand the, the process and the best way of doing it. So I will start off essentially with um, magazines, books, like a visual research. Mm. So that's, that's always my starting point. So there's, there's loads of tearing out and uh, picture-taking and printing out and photographs and all of this. And I just surround myself with all the things that are sparking me, that are exciting me, that make me feel that, oh, there's something there. I'm not quite certain at the time what it is. And then I will group things and I'll create a mood board. And and I think that's most probably the most important part of the the whole process because I'm taking, I don't know, maybe 50, 60, whatever images and I'm honing it down to less than 20 because I need to have, I need to be able to see a link and a a strand, something that's running through all of them. Mm, Um, Mm. do my mood board Mm -hmm. and then I've got you know, that's what I'm guided by. Sketchbook after that. And then I just start letting it flow, what, whatever's coming, just, you know, very simple designs. what's catching my attention.
1: Uh-huh.
2: And then I just try and uh, develop and evolve and try and get more specific and a bit more technical in order to be able to have something that's got the correct measurement. Absolutely. Um, and then move on from there.
0: Wow, so it seems like a process. So you you talk about the visual design stage. So let's talk about to the making stage. So you have your good idea. What do you do next?
2: The making, doing the design. Oh, after the design yeah. stage, after I've got my have got my design. Well, I think that's the hardest part, and this is something because I'm still fairly new when it comes to uh, being a, uh, a, a a jewelry designer.
1: And, uh, lying! She's lying! <laughs> I met you years <laughs> ago! <laughs>
2: uh, working, working with Silver Metal is still it's still relatively new. And yeah. I think at, at that stage, then I'm trying to take on board the information that I've received whilst being on part-time courses in terms of the actual making. And in fact, that was actually ongoing. I mean, at the, at the time of lockdown, Okay. And then it's trying to get advice as to the best way of actually making what it is that's in my, in my vision and my mind's eye. Because sometimes I'll think of one particular way and then somebody with more experience than myself will suggest and then say, look, Alison, uh, if you did it in this way, if you use this particular making process, then it would be more cost effective. It would be quicker. It would be simpler. And I'm always open to to feedback and suggestions. And that's something that certainly um, I'm always always hoping to hear more from. Because as a, des- a designer, when you've you've got your own business, at the end of the day, it needs to be profitable. I I need to to be making money, and I need to find the best way of doing that.
0: Absolutely. I think there's art. I think just to the listeners, like it takes a real skill and time to learn. But like when you do bespoke jewelry or you're designing, so he was like, why is it that price? And this is the it. A, it's handmade in Britain. And people yeah. take the time to learn. And it, and it is a skill to get what's from someone else's idea, um, head into a physical form what they're happy with. Because sometimes people might not know what they want, but just need a bit of guidance. And it's great that you get some quality assurance from the jewelry industry with, with your design so you know whatever you put out it's been tried and tested and it's and it's the best way it could be so that's really good when you're not just churning out anything you take the time and I think people sometimes in design or maybe customers or clients you know some of them really champion independent designers but some people don't know the entity of how much effort it goes you know to to from from the design stage actually the physical product so um it is an art and a science um i would (laughs) i would say
2: it's it's definitely really isn't it i mean you you you, you sit and it it stays with you and you're constantly trying to think how can you improve how can you make it better? what what can you do you live with it not for not for days but for weeks and, and sometimes months before you get to that that end stage where you're actually launching. And to be honest, at the moment, I don't actually do bespoke. Oh. So, so, I know I, I don't I don't actually offer that at this, at this moment.
0: Who knows now after this podcast, someone will come to you because they might say, Oh, I love oh. your, af, your I, <laughs> I love your um aesthetic.
2: Let's you yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, that
0: that
2: well, definitely of course. Of course,
0: I'd consider it. Of okay. course. Okay, so it's ready, ready to wear, ready to, yes. to sell in shops in galleries and so on, and from your exactly. website, absolutely. Yes. Okay, very, very exciting. Um, what does good design mean
1: to you in jewelry? Well, for me, it needs
2: to be. Well, I think I, I touched on it earlier. Mm. It needs to be. It needs to be simple. Mm. And all, those, all those feelings that, that I get I want them to have as well wow. and for me it, it, as I said it, it does start off with the design being really as simple as I can co- possibly make it and then put in some sort of twist on that simple design to ensure that it's my own
1: there you go
0: there you go <laughs> having that individuality at the same time yes. able to connect with others and hopefully like the people who buy your jewelry or, or can you know they actually connect with it as well you know it's that's
2: it, what, I, that's, what I, that's what I really want that's
0: mm, what I want oh, just i just feel so excited for you because i feel like oh. a similar thing look i feel like a similar thing you know like for me the one of the best things obviously making jewelry but one well, of the best thing is like when you hand over the piece of jewelry and they're they're more happy than you are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so it's just like, oh wow, I didn't I didn't know I had that effect, you know. And they're so happy about it. I remember last week I made a ring for somebody and they're like, oh my god, it's amazing. So I was like, oh okay, I wasn't expecting that, but you know it, it you know it's great when you have great stories. Um. Just to just to think of since you like really into, you know, your techniques and making, I'm just assuming. Uh, <laughs> um, what is one of your favorite jewelry techniques you use to make your pieces? At what stage? Um the, the actually manual the manual making, the man the manu- the
1: manufacturing. Okay. So
2: my my jewellery is what is known as cast. Mm-hmm. Is made. I don't want to get too with fair enough, that. Fair enough. Fair enough.
1: Know,
2: you'll have a, a mold, and then it will go off the casters, so and you come back with some silver pieces. And um, this may seem to be quite a, a, a rough and ready type of process in terms of like cleaning. We call it in the industry like cleaning up a piece of jewelry. Can I
0: can like, I just say something? Sorry to interrupt you. People, can you just explain the cleaning up bit because? for me can oh, you explain that sorry. bit that takes more time than actually making the jewelry because people don't understand so i just have to break it down for the listeners who are not jewelers you can understand cleaning up metal please carry on it is a
2: barrier <laughs> i'm not i'm not even joking it appears to be really simple when you when you receive a piece of jewelry from a caster, it has what appears to be maybe like a skin on top of it. It's got a slightly mottled surface. And this, my current collection, is highly polished, so it's got to be super, super smooth. Um, no pits, no bumps. It's just got to be, it's got to have this really super sleek finish. And therefore, you sit by hand using, I mean, it's real, real really, really sort of like the rudimentary uh, methods. You would uh, use some sandpaper over a a file, and mm. you literally by hand keep rubbing it and go through different grades of paper until it's smooth at the end. And then you keep turning it r- around, and there is a, a real art. But it's one of those things where you've really got to exhibit like great patience. Mm-hmm. If you skip things, then it will come back and bite you. But because... that's most probably the the. the, the part of the process that i find mm, it's not technically it's not a difficult process but it needs a lot of patience and it's something that i have tried uh, outsourcing in the past but what's happened is that if it isn't done you know what you know what we're like we look at something we want it to be perfect we that's what we that's all that we want and if it's not perfect
0: Takes time depending on what method you use, it takes time to make the mold. It takes, I don't know if you use wax or you do silver, maquettes, or anything like that. It just takes time. So, I hope that people appreciate the the beginning stage, you know,
1: of everything.
2: Two millimeter like even one millimeter half a millimeter can make all the difference in terms Absolutely. of the weight of the finished item and if
0: When someone has one of your jewelry, they know that you have worked hard. That is handcrafted, for, you know, for them. You know what I mean? It's not some rush churned out, random place made in a, you know, random place all over the world. It comes from your hands and your love and your and your passion with your great, elegant but rebellious designs. So how do people find you and your greatness? And I forgot to say you was met, you was in vogue recently. So congrats for that. Um, but you know, being in there and people can see your, your 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 talent to the mainstream.
2: Oh, that's that's lovely of you to mention it. Thank you so much. I mean, it felt like such an honour. Although I do know that I wasn't there on my own. I know that somebody else was there with me. So, like, someone you know,
0: was there, but you know, it's all about you now. <laughs> all
1: about you. So, it, it was it
2: was lovely. It was, it was it was a lovely it was a lovely tea. And it, you know it conversations because mm. Instagram is my main social media platform that I use and it, it, as I said it sparked some really lovely conversations and other opportunities and it's really actually been quite overwhelming in some mm. respects because it's
0: to hear so where can we find you before we wrap up how can we find
1: you
2: okay so you can find me online on my website Mm -hmm. which is uh, Mm veiledrebel.com in terms of social media then I'm most active on Instagram which Mm -hmm. is um, the same handle Mm -hmm. veiledrebel and in fact you can find me on Pinterest and Tumblr and uh, Twitter maybe not as active on like no, no, go put your efforts in. Yeah, I'm
0: not really on Twitter, but I, I, I should, I should use it, right?
2: Oh, yeah. Well, well, I did, and not so much now, but you do. You know, you can only, you can only get so many things done in, in the day, in Absolutely. it's really time consuming. So yes, that's that's where you could come, come say hello. I'd love it. I'd love to hear from anyone that's listening. Send me a DM, send me a message. It'd be great to hear from you
0: perfect well thank you Alison and this is Cassandra Gordon your host from the Create For You podcast thank you for listening to the Black Creative Handbook your handbook for success the manual what you need to get there keep on working with us please share comment rate us just help us out we help you you help us we're family speak soon next time same time next week show everybody love